Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. This is Ignition. Welcome to Ignition, a radio show and podcast for the new evangelization. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald, and we want to launch your own efforts to explain the Catholic faith and to invite others to live it. Before we get into today's topic, we want you to know that we love listener feedback. So if you've got questions about today's episode, if you've got ideas for future episodes, please contact us. There are two easy ways to do so. You can email us, ignition at sfcatholic.org. Again, ignition at sfcatholic.org. Or you can tweet us at sfdiocese and use the hashtag ignition. Again, if you're on Twitter, use the Twitter handle at sfdiocese and the hashtag ignition. Uh, my name is, again, is Chris Bergwald. I'm the Director of Adult Discipleship and Evangelization with the Diocese of Sioux Falls. Uh, been in that role for 15 years. And more importantly, I am married uh, to my wife, Jermaine. For and we've been married for 18 years, and we have five kids, and we live here in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. My guest for today, guest co-host, if you will, um, is Marcy Stockman, and Marcy joins me on the phone from Crosby, Minnesota. Good morning, Marcy. Good morning, Chris. Good so, to be with you. It's good to have you on, on the show. Uh, Marcy, as I said, is uh, joining us from Crosby, Minnesota, which happens to be in my hometown. So why some random, if you, if you Googled Crosby, it's a small town of about 2,000 people in the middle, not the northern part of the state, the middle of Minnesota, uh, just to clarify uh, the geography for those who might think that anything north of Minneapolis-St. Paul is northern Minnesota. Um, Marcy, you've, you're not originally from... Uh, Crosby, though. Uh, why don't you just, before we get into today's topic, why don't you tell us uh, and the listeners a little bit about yourself? Okay, I'm, I'm from Nebraska, and I'm married to Pete, and we have seven children, and our 11th grandchild is on the way now. 11? Mm-hmm. 11. Can you believe it? Oh my gosh, no, and I can't. And Chris, you're from Crosby, and I'm from Crosby, and do you remember where we met? Yes, I do, at the library. <laughs> at the library. So it's appropriate that we're having this talk today on reading. It is. Yeah, yeah. Listeners, you'll find out that uh, the fact that Marcy Stockman, who came into the um, Hallett, um, Jesse F. Hallett Memorial Library in Sioux, uh, Sioux Falls, in Crosby, Minnesota, in, oh, in 1989, 1990, 1989, Marcy? You were in eighth grade. I remember Eighth that. grade. Wow. Okay. <laughs> now, we're, now we're dating ourselves. Now I should turn okay. around to be fair play, but I won't do that to you. Uh, but you came in with the two oldest. You came in, uh, right? I think you just had two right. at the time. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, now listeners, long, long, long time listeners to Ignition might recall that uh, one of those two kids who came in, Jim and Beth are Pete and Marcy's two oldest. Um, and Beth was on the show about 10 years ago, I, I, I did a phone interview with Marcy's oldest daughter, Beth, who's now married and has a couple of children herself, Four. right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Four. Okay, there we go. So, but we're not here, for, <laughs> Marcy, we're not here to, to, to relive our past memories uh, of, of where we met and so on, are we? No. No, we're not. <laughs> we need to get on with the We need to get on with the show. People are going to be like tuning out. So Marcy already sort of tipped her hat at the topic for today. Uh, she and I met in a library, uh, and we're actually going to be talking about reading today. And in next week's episode, uh, we're going to take a different tack. But the, the, the topic for both uh, this episode today and for next week's episode is about reading. And we're going to start today by talking about 
Um, and what does this what does this have to do with our faith? What does this have to do with with the spiritual life? What does this have to do with growing in our faith and sharing with others? Which is sort of the the tagline for what ignition is. It's how I begin the show every week. Um, reading, reading more, um, reading well, and and next week we'll talk about what you read. But just reading can be Marcy. Um, something that has great benefit for the spiritual life. And to get into this, I just, before we sort of dive into that specific angle of what we're going to spend most of the episode on, um, I want to get into this by talking about um, an organization, an apostolate. I'm not sure how you describe it, but uh, something that you founded called Well-Read Mom. So could we, to get into this, could you just give us a little bit of, of your own history with reading and how that ties then into today's topic? Hi, Chris. Well, I've always loved to read. I read a lot as a child, and when I was um, in my young married days, uh, my husband and I were in a book club, and we we read the classics for 10 years in this book club. And after that, the, the club sort of fell apart, and I realized that I, well, three things I learned from being in that book club. I learned, number one, that I could read more than I thought I could, and accountability really helped. I learned that even though a book was difficult for me and I might not understand a lot of it, it still helped me in a way that other books didn't. This particular kind of literature seemed to help my life. It seemed to be satisfying. And I learned that, uh, I just learned a lot about different kinds of books and, and the impact they had on my life. So. From being in that book club, I learned that. But then life happened, and the book club fell apart, and I realized I wasn't reading. And so I did a... I was going around doing some talks to different, I guess, mothers of preschooler groups, and I would speak on children's literature and what we can read to our children, which is very important. But one time I thought, I'll just do a series of talks on women and what they're reading. And I called it Well Read Mom. So as I went around and gave these talks, I came home sad every single time. And I thought, why am I sad? And I realized because no one had time to read. Number one reason, I don't have time. Every single woman acknowledged the importance of reading. They want their children to read. Everyone agrees on that. Reading is important. I want my kids to read, but Somehow I noticed that women feel guilty when they read a novel. It's, it's secretly, we don't want to say it, but we think that it's sort of a waste of time. Okay. Um, you know, we're, we're barely staying afloat as it is. And to take time to read a novel just seems to go against what motherhood is. So, um, sorry, Chris, I hope I'm not taking too long. But at no, the, no, no, you're fine. the same time that I'm doing this, understanding within my own person that I've stopped reading the literature. My daughter had her first child and she called me up one day and she said, mom, I've had it. I'm done going to these mother's groups. All we talk about is what kind of diaper to buy, or we just talk about our kids. Mom, isn't there a place after college where women can get together and have real discussion on the meaning of life and it was at that point that I understood this need that I had and this need that my daughter had. And it sort of merged together and became Well-Read Mom. And we put together a list of books. 
I put together a list of 150 books. I pulled books off my bookshelf. I piled them on the floor, stacked them, and just thought, these are incredible books, and women aren't reading them. And if women don't read them, they don't grow in their person. They don't um, have this rich tradition that we have with Catholic literature, with Western literature. We have a rich, rich tradition, Chris. But if we don't read these books... We're not changed by these books, and we can't share them with our children. Um, they don't impact our person. They don't change. We don't become, you know, who we can be through our faith, but also through the arts. The arts help us. They kind of supplement the growth of our person. So, anyways, at that point, that um, we decided to try this book club, and that's how our mind got started. So that's the original. Or the impetus. Yeah. So I want I want to go back to something you said at the very beginning of that, Marcy, with with the book club that you and, and Pete uh, were in for ten years, um, and I th- and I think by the way, I, at one point we our, our lives had intersected again um, after we met uh, in the library um, when we both were returning back to the Catholic faith, um, different mm-hmm. di- different parts of our respective lives. You and Pete and 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 your family, me as a young single man at the time, um, but I think at that time you guys. You and Pete were reading, uh, not long after that, you were in your book club, you were reading Brothers Karamazov, and for some reason it's always stuck out to me, because at that point I have never, had never read the book uh, by the the Russian novelist Fyodor Dostoevsky, uh, but I wanted to, and I was just struck by the fact that you guys were reading it as part of a book club, because, and listeners, if you've never seen the book, it's it's, it's not a short book, it's not something you're going to read uh, by the beds, uh, yeah, before you fall asleep and put it on the bedside table and get through in a couple weeks, um, it's, it's it's, uh, it's, it's quite a read, and, and we'll get into sort of that sort of literature, what to read a little bit in the next episode. But Marcy, I want to go back to the first point you made about that book club. You said you realized that you could read more than you thought you could or something like that. Was That was one of the first things you learned from the experience that those 10 years in that book club. Can you talk a little bit more about what you mean by that? I think you explained it later, just the busyness, especially for you as a mom, the busyness of motherhood. But can you unpack that a little bit? You realized by being in a book club that you could read more than you thought. Right. Well, we accountability. I, I, I run on accountability. If I have a deadline, I can, it's surprising what we can get done when we have these deadlines. And we need, it seems to me, the most important things in my life, I need accountability with. I need to be in friendship with others, to grow in my faith, to, to do the things um, that help me as a person. And a lot of times, you know, we all understand the value of exercise, but right. we don't seem to take seriously the intellectual uh, need that we have, that we need to use our mind, that we need to keep reading, and that it's associated with thinking and generating thought and developing the muscle of our imagination so that we can use inference and have... Um, analogies and grow in empathy. So 
So what was your question? <laughs> I want to you come back to all. About- I, I want to come back to all of that because to me, the, what today's episode is about is why read or why read more. And to me, you just right there, those those couple of sentences summarized to me the the, the heart of this entire episode. But but back to the question I had asked you um, there originally. Um, you the, the, you were talking about accountability because you found out you could read more uh, than you thought you could. Is that just did you mean that you you were able because of the accountability you could read more pages more books uh, within a given period of time than than you thought you were able to before you were in the book club uh, right but accountability is especially needed in our day and age if we want to be serious about reading more than ever we need accountability chris because reading is objectively harder now than it used to be so exp- what do you mean no by that about this no doubt about it. We need uh, both of us. I think it's a rare person who will read the kind of books like the Brothers Carmanza on their own. I need help. I need friends. I need um, I need that accountability because reading is harder. We live in a time of huge change with reading. I don't know that there's been a, cha- a change this significant ever with reading because we're digital reading and there is the other kind of reading which is deep reading and I have a it's like part of this mission or part of what is so on my heart to communicate is that we need to become biliterate in our reading we can be bilingual speak two languages but we have to understand in this day and age we need to be biliterate there's digital reading great we all do that so uh, what, what do you the ability to what, deep read, which is from a book in text form from a book. There's a, access different parts of the brain, these two types of reading. So let me just to be clear here, clarify terms. So digital reading, what do you mean by digital reading? Reading online, reading on your phone. We read a lot in our culture. People are always reading. But there are when we read from a book when we read, uh, sit down and read a novel, uh, the complex circuitry in the brain that takes us to a point where you experience actually kind of a zone, and it's a zone of, it's pleasurable. Have you ever read, Chris, and you get lost in a book and yep. you experience um, a delight with it? Yep. Many, that many is, times. You're probably in the zone of deep reading. Right. And when that happens, these Connections in the brain, I just read the researchers, I, you know, I'm not an expert at this at all, but I understand when it happened, and I'm in this place where I'm thinking about something. There's like a, I think it's about a hundredth of a second that you have to give thought, space to thought in your brain, so the visual area of the brain, the cognitive area, um, these different areas of the brain come together and you can think and imagine and have this millisecond thought. That's what's important to have. So Now, when we're reading from digital, it's a different part of our brain where we're decision-making. You know, you have to decide, do you click or not click? So you're in a different part of the brain. And both are, both are we use both of them, but I think we need to be very intentional, intentional about not losing our capacity 
to deep read. That's the one that's in danger, I believe, I, in our digital age. I completely agree with you, Marcy, because uh, I have lost, or it's it's been greatly attenuated, my, my ability to, to read deeply. I'm, I'm struck by what you're what you're saying because I've recognized myself over the last, well, frankly, several years that um, sort of the, the link-based culture, if you will, of the internet, the ability to click on a link and go read something else mm-hmm. um, has has deeply impeded my ability to read and think deeply as, as you were describing it. Mm-hmm. For for me, I, I, I the way I put it, and in fact, I'm not going to get into detail on this, but this early this summer, I actually took steps to limit my um, online time um, because I've I've had enough. I, I I've told um, my wife. I've told close friends. Um, I can't read the way I used to be able. To, the, the way I read twenty years ago, uh, I cannot read that way anymore. Where I can get lost um, in in a book that that's challenging that 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 pushes me. Um, I can't read that way anymore where, where I can sit down and read deeply for half an hour, an hour, two hours. Uh, I can't do that anymore. And I know I recognize because I've maybe I've read some of the same books. Um, uh, there's a book I read called the shallows by the technology journalist, Nicholas Carr. I read that a couple few years ago now, and he, he, he documents through all sorts of um, neurological studies and so on, how that links based culture that you were talking about. Do I decide, do I click this link or not? How, how, that literally rewires our brains um, and it allows us to make those decisions more quickly, as you were saying, but it limits our ability to focus and to concentrate on one thing for an extended period of time. Right. Right. I think you're, I think you're right. And I, I bet you Jermaine has something to do with you uh, making this decision to want to get back to reading good books. Well, she, have a hunch. She, well, she, she is involved with well-read moms. Uh, Mar- Marcy knows that. Listeners, my wife, uh, Jermaine, is is uh, uh, part of uh, actually a couple groups, well-read moms groups uh, here in the Sioux Falls area. Um, in case people are just tuning in, you're listening to Ignition. This is a broadcast for the new evangelization. Uh, I'm Chris Bergwald, and I'm talking today with Marcy Stockman. We're not talking about neuroscience. We're talking about um, the value of reading for our spiritual life, for our interior life. If you got questions about about this episode, you can email us at ignition at sfcatholic.org. Again, ignition at sfcatholic.org. Or you can tweet us at sfdiocese and use the hashtag ignition. So Marcy, you were talking there about digital reading versus uh, deep reading. I'm curious, uh, and I want to, we've got about uh, just under 10 minutes to go uh, in this episode. And I want to talk more about why, and you gave a really great summary um, earlier about why it's, it's important to read. But before we move on from this distinction between digital and deep reading. So do you, when you're reading a novel, do you use any, I, I know, I know Marcy, you, at one point you had a Kindle. Do you read um, uh, on, a, on a device or do you read in literally a bound paper book? I would say um, 98% of my deep reading is from books. And I've also learned, Chris, that and I teach a class to high school students, and my main goal with this class is to get them to experience deep reading and pleasure with reading. We have to link reading with pleasure. Kids need to see us reading for pleasure because that's what... Kids usually want to emulate adults. They want to do what adults do. If they don't see us reading for pleasure, 
they're just thinking reading is a school thing. I've got to get through. But they need to see this modeled in the home. That's part of raising readers. But we need to do it for our own sake. And um, I read from books, and because I'm I'm online enough uh, with with other work, so I, I do enough reading that way with the digital reading. But for deep reading, a concentrated effort, just like exercise, you know, it has to become a habit. And if your muscles are out of shape, if you haven't read a whole novel in years, it's okay. But you have to fight to get this ability to deep read back. Maybe you haven't experienced deep reading in years. Uh, a lot of a lot of children today might never get this capacity because they're inundated with stimuli of another kind, and they might not ever get this reading circuit to develop to where they can access this part of the brain. So that's another question, but and it's it's being researched. Hopefully now it's all happening. So it, right. it affects the adults though. And it's it's affecting our children, but it affects us, and we need to take it seriously now so, for so, our own life. So, sort of, let's get as as we've got um, about six minutes to go uh, in this episode. So, let's focus as we're coming to the end of this episode of Ignition on the end for reading, the the purpose for reading deeply. Um, and, and we've touched on it already, but I want to spend some 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 focused, concentrated time now unpacking the value. Again, this 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 ignition is is about growing in our faith and sharing with others. Uh, and I want to help our listeners connect um, the value of reading with their own spiritual life. So, so what is the value of of deep reading? Even if it, if it and, and next next week we'll talk about what to read deeply. But even if it's fiction, which is much of what we're talking about here, reading great literature, um, it doesn't have to be nonfiction about our faith. Even uh, any any great book can help us in our spiritual life. Unpack why that is, Marcy. Okay. Um, before I talk, I mean, we can approach this from two different levels, but this uh, for this question, I want to stay for the first part of it on the first with deep reading, because we don't think that reading a novel connects with our spiritual life. But think about it. If we're not doing deep reading, we're not doing deep thinking. They go together. And if those muscles fall out of shape, um, it's going to affect the interior life, the ability to contemplate, for example, on Scripture, the ability to go deeper into prayer. All these things require that same faculty that we use when we read well. There's an overlay. So um, taking time to read a novel is connected to your prayer life, your ability to be attentive at Mass. Um, our ability, we live right now in our culture in a state of uh, constant partial distraction. Would you agree with that, Chris? Uh, con- what? I, I, I wasn't paying attention. What? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So we need to, if we hang on and are serious and intentional with deep reading, and if you've lost the ability or maybe never had it, you need to start, take small steps to read from a book daily. And Dr. Marianne Wolf from Tufts University, who is this reading specialist that is doing fantastic work, she recommends about 35 to 40 minutes a day from a book to keep this ability to deep read 
um, to keep it part of our part of our lives. So I want to. Uh, um, I was really uh, struck by something you said there. You just made that connection. When we when we read deeply, we're able to think more, and then you connected that to how we read scripture. But it's, but what I was struck by in particular, our ability to contemplate, our ability to wonder at things you're saying is connected to the extent to which we're able to read deeply. Is that right? Right, and it also connects to. And deep reading or reading a novel is a type of leisure, which in our culture we're confused on this because we tend to think that leisure is entertainment. And then we we go through our Sunday um, kind of doing our own thing, thinking we're living a day of rest, and we're tired and exhausted on Monday. Mm. We're not able to contemplate the goodness of God. Or maybe maybe we're not taking the time or don't realize what Sunday is is for, but Sunday, if we can give some attention to true leisure on Sunday where we're taking in, being receptive to, um, and this can be through reading a good novel, it can be through reading scripture, through prayer, through walking the woods and nature. Um, but anyway, the idea is to that we, we're missing true leisure. And Pope John Paul said that in his letter to women, that women will play a part in solving the serious problems of the future. And I agree with that. And I was excited to hear this commission from Pope John, St. Pope John Paul. And the first serious problem he missed just threw me because he lifted the first serious problem that women will help have a part in solving is leisure time. Mm. And I thought, what is he talking about? Leisure is a serious problem. How can leisure be a serious problem? And I understood that I didn't understand leisure. I was equating it with entertainment, you know, doing what I want. Or um, if you are in a, if you're a mother in a household of kids, you just want to get away for a while but are you getting away in a way that's restorative for you to live your vocation in a truer, more beautiful way, for you to grow in a capacity to um, be a presence in your home, to have his gaze on each child in your home and on your spouse? You know, this is what deep reading, this is what prayer, this is what true leisure um, helps us to grow in this interior capacity. So that we, so that we can live in a, a truer way, the tensions in life. We have a greater capacity to be with people. Marcy, that, that's a that's a beautiful description to me of of the value of of deep reading. In the next episode, we're going to be talking about what to read, what sorts of books can help us do that. But um, I think that's a great way to to end this episode. Just to that, that, that leisure, that contemplation, that deep reading of, of good books allows us to have. Thanks for being on this episode of Ignition, Marcy. Thanks, Chris. It's a pleasure. And that will wrap up this episode of Ignition. Again, you can email us, ignition at sfcatholic.org, or tweet at us at sfdiocese. Use the hashtag Ignition with any questions about today's, today's episode or ideas for, for future episodes. And until next time, dear listeners, may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.
Thanks for listening. You can find archives of this and past episodes online at sfcatholic.org. Click on Media and then Audio Files. You can also subscribe to the Ignition Podcast in the iTunes Store. Remember to tune in every Thursday afternoon at 2 p.m. on Lamb Catholic Radio at 91.3 FM in Hartford and 104.3 LPFM Juan Diego Catholic Radio in Sioux Falls and on 88.9 FM in Ipswich and Aberdeen or online at lambradio.com.